a classic. Honestly, he's a genera- he's a generational talent. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need one. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Big Time Babble. I am your host, Rock Quarry. And I am rock hard right now because nice. it's another podcast. It's been a couple of weeks um, with the <laughs> usual group of uh, degenerates uh, sitting to my left. We got uh, the Goodlam here. I'll do Corey's other half of his jargon because he's supposed to introduce our names, but that's okay. What a what a what a. And never... two and to my left is. There you go. Caveman. To my left. <laughs> uh, Cordy Moores, I'm the undisputed Mario Kart Double Dash uh, winner. Uh, I, I rock Toad and Diddy Kong. Thank you. I'll take you down every You now would then. rock Toad. I mean, I'll crush you with Toad and Diddy Kong all day. I was confused at why Scott said what a, what a, what a. Um, if anyone could give me any insight on that, please tweet us. Also, he the person to his left wasn't actually the person to his left, so that that confused me. Well, going around the table, it is, yeah. So you're wrong. Got it. Producer Shank is here. Producer Skyla in the background somewhere too. Yeah, That's and producer producers uh, Bush Baby and Bush Baby Light. <laughs> we got a full house today. We got a full house. Are they bush babies? What were they? They're sugar gliders. Sugar gliders. We're basically a freaking zoo over here. What's we're their, an animal what they, sanctuary. What are their names? Uh, Lola and Harley. Got you. And are you the owner of them or like your dog? Or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we throw the sugar gliders around? No. Oh, they man. They fly. could probably glide from they side to do, side of the right? room, right? I'm sure they could, but those things do not like me. So let's I'm not going to bring them out. I'm just okay. babysitting. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Well, let's go on the roof and <laughs> see if they'll glide over to a tree or something. Shout out, that Nicole. Could be fun. She is in <laughs> Bucket. Uh, I yeah. think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I believe so. With a PH. With a PH. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the podcast. Um, Obviously, we don't know how to do things anymore. No, I mean, we still know how to do things. Um, but, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, think I could you use maybe a round. round. That's yeah, what yeah. I was trying you, to say. Do we already? We we need a round already. Okay. I didn't know. You want me to buy? Sorry, I was t- twisting the knobs over here because <clears throat> producer Shanks not doing his job. Yeah, we're having. That some is te- right. We're producer having... Shanks over here on his phone on his grinder account. <laughs> we're having some technical. <laughs> Relax. We're having technical difficulties. Is all you have to chalk it up to. And now, anyway, right, so get the first round. That's all right. I'll get around. I'll get around, guys. You know. Thanks, Scott. You know we in this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let me do my thing. In this world, we have feeders, we got leaders, and we got cheaters. And today, we're going to talk about cheaters, okay? Cheaters in the world of sports are the most all-around disgraceful act you could possibly do. And they deserve to have an asterisk on their name for life, okay? And today, we're going to be talking about the Houston Astros and 
a terrible cheater slash just an idiot, Miles Garrett. I don't now, know if yeah, it's a cheater. It's just he's a, more of just he's an more idiot. of a beater. Yeah, he's a beater. That's that's cheaters, beaters, cheaters. I was gonna leaders. say we should probably put in the cheaters theme music. Um, if you guys ever watched that on oh Man yeah, 20. that's what I was getting uh, at. Cheaters, and they had the theme music. Man, I love that show. Um, but going to the Astros first and foremost, um, it came out this last week when the MLB wasn't relevant at all. They seem to time their controversies just perfectly. Um, but but a, 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 a player said that he heard whistling um, when he was pitching when he was playing in the Astros. And he would hear he, certain pitches he was hearing whistling. So that was kind of interesting. And then um, a... Hold on. The whistling could have came from the, the flashing. No, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the World <laughs> Series. Oh, that's good. Uh, that was pretty. That was I pretty it. good. One. I liked it. We'll, we'll, we'll say it was in the World Series, but it was it was outside the World Series. And then another former Astros player who got who left the team basically said, kind of alluded to it or like admitted it. I don't know exactly. I didn't read into that. But a Twitter user, uh, his name's John Boy. He does like a lot of like pitching breakdown on Twitter from videos and stuff. And so he starts breaking down the film, and essentially you can see. When the um, I can't remember who they're playing against, and it was during the season, um, breaks down the film. There, the guy throws a fastball, no no noise. They give the changeup call. It's like a two or whatever. Um, then you hear this loud banging that's coming from the Astros dugout. And there's a quote um, from the pitcher who says, "You know, I could hear this loud banging, almost like a drum, or like them banging a bat on the batting racks." Every time I was throwing a changeup. So after that, after six times, I had to stop and I, I talked to the catcher. So he breaks it down. Or any off speed. It was just like any off speed. Any off speed. It was, so they breaks. had different signals for slider as well. Right. Like so it would be breaks, two bangs for a slider. The guy breaks or down whatever the film they did. And within like, you know, they, they do a fake, a fake fat or a fake fastball call to changeup. And then he goes set and then you just hear a bang in the background. Like loud ass bang. Um, and it happens the whole time um, throughout the pitching sequence until he realizes that they know what his tell is or whatever. Um, and what it's the basically catcher's that, signs are? Yeah, what the catcher signs well, are. Well, he thought it was his tell, but basically the Astros have fucking uh, high-speed cameras in the outfield that they're relaying to their dugout and that they're relaying to people in the into the dugout and saying, hey, it's a changeup, and then they bang on the they, on the things or whatever. They'd bang on double bubble buckets and David Sunflower Seed buckets as loud as they could. Yeah, they had cameras in center field, and I believe they had cameras pointed at the opposite, uh, the opposing team's dugout, to look at the manager calls, whenever the manager calls to the catcher, and then the catcher calls to the pitcher. So they knew the call before it was coming in. So and just coming out today, <clears throat> there's emails that got seized from a Astros... Uh, executive asking a scout on the best way to steal signs. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, you know, they're in deep, deep shit. And they probably weren't doing this just this year, you know. They're saying, you got to look yeah, at that 2016, 2016 2017. 2017 championship yeah, yeah, yeah. might just get a little asterisk thrown on that because who knows how long they've been doing this. There's going to be a full investigation. 2019. Well, I guess the, win, the, the so American League Championship, maybe. Yeah, the American League Championship. Yankees there could be an asterisk. Pissed, but, but 
they were doing it to the Yankees. Yeah, they must have been doing it to everyone. Yeah, they were doing it. So that was the thing is like you heard the whistle and it wasn't always the drum banging or whatever. Like they had different things. But usually, you know, if a pitcher is giving his tail away, like if he like cocks his arm one way when he's trying to change up, like that's. That's baseball, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is high-speed cameras in outfield relaying the information so fast to the dugout so you can bang before the pitch is coming. And, um, yeah. You know, it makes and, sense why I think when they're at home, they hit um, – or maybe I can't remember. I read some stat about Were they only doing this at like, home? No. Well, they were I, only doing it at home. But no, the thing like, is – That's the only place they could. Hitting, what I was right? just they hitting, reading – They are hitting – like change-ups for like an absurd amount like, like their batting average 700 or something stupid on, yeah like off-speed pitches were like out of this world but the the thing i was reading was at home they were a great team so it didn't yeah but, okay but on the dingers. yes i know but on the road they were for the past three years on the road the houston astros have been the best hitting team in baseball so they didn't they didn't need to they be doing that. To be they doing were so yeah. good to begin with. And on the road, they can't do that because they don't control the cameras on the road, for one. Right. And, and then, then as it, the least educated about all this, because I just – obviously, I saw the story that they were cheating, and I just thought they were picking up signs from the cross the dugout mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's part baseball. of baseball. I'm like, you, yeah. you can't get if mad you, about that. If you learn their signs, because people on second base, yeah. they change the signs all the time because if someone's on second base – uh, a runner is on second base they can relay the sign to the batter and that's just part of the game yeah, you got to change up that's when the catcher comes out and they change up the signs to See, the I pitcher because they're on everyone was no, no that's about. just a normal thing this video to this, you yeah this camera stuff is yeah. some serious it, yeah. business yeah like it, the the video proves that they almost had to have a, a high-speed camera because the way that the catcher does his signs and like fakes them and then like immediately after he shows that change up and he sets like you hear the bang but when he like fakes it and then does the fastball like they have to have a high-speed camera zoomed in on his hands to know what the signs oh are yeah and stuff like that so it's definitely way intense but yeah um, they gotta have a guy up in a booth somewhere watching that phone oh yeah and then relaying it to the coach and he's like okay or a play well, a all pitcher the players, that, the a players pitcher that's not pitching stuff. that night or something like or that is on drum duty right basically. there's a dude holding the door open to the dugout yeah and it gets relayed and they say change up and he yells change up and then there's a guy who just fucking hits the batting bucket with a fucking bat. That's some. Uh, I mean, I know the old saying is if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a lot of trying. But it's funny that they relayed it by like bang, just banging on shit at the dugout. That's some hilarious stuff. Well, that was like, the other let me just well, bang on some. They shit. were clever about it. Well, and that's, yeah, the other it's thing funny. Is that like if you the first time they play the the uh, the clip. You don't hear it. And then he says, listen for the banging. And then when you really listen for it, you hear it. And then after the fact, then every time they play the whole like pitching sequence, yeah, that's all you, you just hear. hear it. Yeah. Boom, boom. And then, but that was the other thing. The one pitcher said he like heard whistling. So they would like just do like weird whistling like, or like different stuff for games. Yeah. Like just whistle really quick. Yeah. Do you there- think that takes away from uh, rookie of the year winner, AL, Jordan Alvarez? Maybe. I mean, it might. Yeah. It, he'll probably get an asterisk. The Astros American League title will get an asterisk. It, it'll all go around. So I bet. I bet he does get an asterisk. Owner. That kid's only twenty. What? What is he? Twenty years old. That kid's gonna have a. He has a future either way. I mean, he's still really good. So my bet on the. New I mean, York half Yankees of his games are on, on the, the road, so he's obviously he's still, performing there. Yeah, too, he's still so. doing it. But I saw a thing on Twitter that said, uh, you know, the Astros were stealing signs. 
that's probably why Yuri Gurriel hit 818 home runs against the Rockies this season. <laughs> that dude killed us. We did play. Yeah, he in he massacred Houston. us. I know, but he, when he played us, so he like sense. yeah, he it was like crazy. destroyed us. But yeah, they like it was a Rockies Twitter oh, yeah. uh, podcast Twitter account that said that. But I still laughed because I remember when he was playing us, he was just like absolutely murdering. Wasn't that right? That was right after the All Star break, or it was right before it. it was either right way, before. Well, and we were like we were in position. Yeah, we, so we were us. still doing good, and then we just got absolutely swept and dominated in Houston. The weird thing about that is when I was in the party deck, because I, I went to a lot of those games, I was zooming in on the um, bench, <laughs> like on Snapchat, yeah. trying to get cool footy, <laughs> yeah. and my phone started acting weird every time. Must have been some so uh, they interference. Have, they got some blockers, too. Yeah. Right? Okay. Could sense. have been hacking into my shit. Yeah. I actually... Controversy. I wonder how long they have been doing this. I mean, well, see, that brings to light well, so much other things. Like 2017, the thing they're probably who left said that's why they're bringing up the 2016 because they're 2017, like, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I keep messing up the year. They're saying that they were doing it then too. The player who left, he's like, we've been doing it for a while. Because I think they didn't want to bring him back. They didn't want to pay him enough money. So he see, said, fuck you guys. That's crazy. Why would you like? You you know that's gonna happen. Like another player is gonna leave, and they're gonna be like, "Dude, we're telling everybody what the pitches are." Like, right, like how are you gonna get away with that? You or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're how are like, you gonna get away you, with all that? Right? Yeah, what a negotiation what tool, right? That that is. Well, I mean, I'm gonna blow the whistle as soon as you guys don't pay me, dude. So for real, that's up? a that's a negotiation <laughs> tactic. Oh my gosh, they should have paid him. Yeah, no, I didn't read. But then they have to pay every player from here on out ever. So well, yeah, I, I'm on Mikey's team. I thought they were just like looking out from their dugout, like kind of looking where the coach is calling it to but the hey, catcher, and then. So like if this executive, so if this executive, the executive called it or whatever, he ordered to do it or whatever. That's the executive's getting a promotion because he accomplished what he needed to. That's ticket sales. That's it's money. Not, wait, that's money, on. money, money, money. They made so much money that they're gonna keep. They're not giving that money back. Who just got fired from the Astros, though? It's probably him. Chalk it up to that guy. Well, he's already in the doghouse. Oh yeah, they gotta blame somebody. But they have to blame him. But, but they also but at the same guy, time, so he's fine. Yeah, no, but at the same fired, time, though. yeah, but they yeah, but probably you, paid him. Yeah, he's a probably ton got a money clause. He's got a clause or something. The guy I don't know. who got fired. Was, That's who they should blame it on. The guy who got fired was the one who yelled about how I love how we have this guy who beat his wife or whatever. Oh yeah, that, that guy was, got fired. That was a whole other. That was a bad call by that guy. But Going either from way, cheaters to beaters, though. On that note, oh yeah, we got a whole other thing to talk about. Not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> Mason Rudolph Clever. looks like a dead a horse sometimes. Ooh. Big old head. More, um, more dead than horse. What are producer Shanks? He's still alive. More life. horse than dead. Um, <laughs> Miles Garrett going um, full uh, NFL blitz mode on Mason Rudolph. First off, let's just say. How awesome it was at the end of the game! I get, I bet ninety percent of America wasn't even. Watching oh, I was it not live. watching. <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole game, and I like, there's like a minute and thirty left. I'm like, this game is done. So I go to, I, I start to you know brush my teeth and everything. I, I turn off my, uh, I'm done to brush my teeth. Teeth. I have missed call from my camera. One tooth. Like, yeah. <laughs> my right front tooth. Well, that's my. That's my thing. Anyways. Mikey calls me. He's like, "Are you watching this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I watched it." No, he's like, "Are you watching this? This is this is some hoods. This is some hood shit." What are you talking about? Like, what could have happened? They should have. They nailed it, right? And no. then all of a sudden, he's like, "Turn on your TV." I turn on my TV, and it's just mayhem. The, the pandemonium. Ref is reading off of the the, the, the notepad. The notepad. He's got seven different fouls. <laughs> like, what happened? So then, yeah, I I totally missed it. 
It was freaking wild. What? If if you haven't seen it, let's explain. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, Miles Garrett, the defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, apparently just I, he got mad for some reason. But first of all, here's the play. He like, sacks. Well, he doesn't even sack no, Mason Rudolph. He tackles it off after and, the pass. And he tackled him late too. He took him down late. Miles or uh, Mason Rudolph, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, got took offense to this, and I, he started grabbing Miles Garrett's helmet. And he kicked him in the nuts. And, uh, no. I, I didn't really no, see he that. Also, he he did. did. Well, fuck him. Miles Garrett was being a dick to yeah. begin with. So he took him down late. Miles or uh, Mason Rudolph didn't approve. And then so <laughs> Mason Rudolph. This. Yeah, Mason Rudolph grabs his face mask. Apparently, kicks him in the nuts. Miles Garrett says, "I didn't like that either." Rips. Mason Rudolph's helmet off. He succeeded off. what Mason Rudolph was trying to do. Exactly. He actually took off. He ripped his helmet off. Linemen come in to, to back up Mason Rudolph. Yeah, DeCastro and they And they take him, him away. But meanwhile, Miles Garrett still has his helmet in his hand. And Mason Rudolph wants some more. So he comes <laughs> flying into Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett says, fuck you. And he, sw- and he takes Mason Rudolph's helmet and he slams him in the head with it. A nice overhand. Overhand. 180 boom. degree freaking come down right on top of I Mason Rudolph's head. I don't think anyone could have explained it better than you because it's true. Mason Rudolph just kept wanting He kept more. going. I was like, dude. And then he gets bumped. He's like still in the scuff after he gets hit. Yeah. And, he and then gets he bumped gets bumped by Cleveland yes. players and gets knocked to the ground. It's like, dude. You don't have a helmet. Just get out of there. Yeah, right run now. away. Like, yeah. run away. It was some. It's fight or flight. It was crazy. Flight right there. Either yeah. way, like the from what uh, the best explanation was was like uh, there's no excuse even for whatever happened there. Like there's no excuse to just slam somebody's helmet against their head. That doesn't well, make so any sense. He obviously said that he lost his temper. Whatever. He apologized. He said some stuff. A lot of people did. Mason Rudolph still hasn't apologized. He doesn't him. need to apologize. He was my eyes. started it. No, he didn't. Miles Garrett started it by tackling him late in, with eight That's, seconds left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but fuck Miles ball. Garrett. Mason didn't need to go after Ty- his head and kick him in the also, balls. So what? Also, why, did, why was he such a bitch about it and tackled him so late? Also, dude, this is it's a division rivalry, mm-hmm. especially an AFC North rivalry. Those are like the most hardcore No rivalries. love lost. No love lost for sure. Cleveland hasn't won in eight or nine games against Pittsburgh. So they're going full throttle all the way to the end of the clock. They're like, we're, we're going to punish you it guys. It still we're was gonna, a late like, hit. We're winning. It oh, was no, a late hit. I get it. But at the same time, you can't, like, that's not. You can be know. mad if you're that's, Mason Rudolph. I totally be, disagree. You can be mad. You can but be at mad the if you're time, Mason Rudolph. I don't know. He he provoked it a lot. I'm just saying you can't be mad right, about the late hit. He kept provoking it. Like he didn't have to oh, come sorry. running at you him. You can't be surprised. He didn't have to come running at him when he didn't have a helmet. Yeah. That well, Miles Garrett <laughs> didn't have to use his helmet and try to smash his skull in no, either. Right. So the, what are you what are you getting at? Regardless, I think bad bad look for football in general. Also, my favorite part about that though too is like. After the hit, Marquise Pouncey gets pissed. Oh, he starts throwing haymakers. Garrett goes, like, DeCastro trips him to the ground, and Pouncey's, like, Pouncey on the Garrett. outskirts. He's, like, swinging. He does, kick, like, kick, three or four swings. The head, yeah. And then he goes, they start kicking him. I was like, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is crazy. And this Pouncey awesome. got three games, and I yeah. was not – I didn't that's, like that. That's what you got to do in the trenches, though. You got yeah. oh, you you to you yeah, stand you up for your quarterback. quarterback. I, I I Shout completely, out Coach Goose. yeah, I completely agree with what Marquise Bouncy did. I understand why there's a suspension because the NFL is just not going to tolerate that. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with Pouncey's actions. Like he definitely should have been 
screw you, Miles Garrett. Oh, I'm yes. going to beat the tar out of you if I can. Yeah. But Miles Garrett's helmet was still on, so it didn't really affect him too much. No. <laughs> and for everyone's information, Miles Garrett has now been suspended by the NFL indefinitely. So we'll see what that means in the future. But for right now, he's never going to play in the NFL again. You know what I love about that is that it was narrated by the Goodlam himself, and during the during halftime of that or that very game, I was getting Snapchats from the Goodlam himself, and while, meanwhile he was watching Even Stevens on Disney Plus. It was Good the movie. Stuff. Yeah, he wasn't even watching the game. No, I wasn't watching the game. He knows what dude, he, dude, he, he, he can Twitter break it down. <laughs> Play by play. Yo, I can get the play by play. Twitter and Reddit be blowing off on my phone. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Well, first of all, Mikey Mikey sent a snap to everybody. Caveman's like, hey, did you see what happened? I was like, this game's over. Everybody needs to peep this real quick. (laughs) Check out social media. But anyway, I want to just wrap up this segment with uh, a verbal meme just because you guys can't see it. I was (laughs) peeping like 20 memes from this Miles Garrett thing, and it's going to close it out. It's a... The still frame of Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet with the lineman holding him against. And uh, Miles Garrett's labeled as the Houston Astros. <laughs> and then the Castro, the lineman's labeled as the opposing catcher calling for a changeup. And Mason Rudolph is labeled as the trash can. So <laughs> 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 to bring it full circle. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Dude, that pretty is solid. a hilarious <laughs> meme. On that note, we're going to move into a round of shots then. Hold on. Can I say a funny meme that I saw about it? Sure. <laughs> Why don't you just ruin the ending? Sure, no, we're a movie sure. podcast. So I saw one that said uh, it was, if you've seen, if you're familiar with Happy Gilmore, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the only one time. that... Uh, try to take off his skate and try to stab one with it and then it says miles and then it goes over to pans over to miles gary he's like hold my beer <laughs> yeah that's pretty good i saw that that was the first comment like on twitter i remember yeah, yeah. yeah i did like that one too that was me. <laughs> all right um so let's get a round of shots um this round of shots is brought to you by all right thanks rock Corey, for that ad read this round of shots is <laughs> called like you thank yourself because <laughs> it's me doing the ad read. I know, I get it, but it's just funny. This round of shots is a don't be that guy. Um, I love this segment. It's my favorite segment. So, I just favorite. love the saying. Last night, go over to the old uh, local establishment for a couple of drinks. Uh, sit down in a booth to play a little bit of Mario Kart. And we're just sitting there, you know, getting ready to play. And when we say we're going to play Mario Kart and there's only four controllers and there's five guys, you best bet that everyone's going for those controllers. So it was a mad dash for the uh, controllers. (laughs) One of the um, veteran big-time bloggers, no longer a big-time babbler, but you might know him as Danny D, reaches real hard for a controller, yanks the controller, Pulls the N64 off of the shelf. Yeah, off Mikey, the ledge. Mikey catches it, and in nice. doing so, when he catches it and Dan yanking, Dan knocks over his own beer, smashes his beer in half. Yeah, the glass, gl- the everywhere, glass everywhere, beer, beer everywhere. everywhere. So, okay, well, that was a mistake, whatever. So he gets the guy, the guy comes over, cleans everything up, everything's good to go. So we're doling out controllers, trying to figure out where we're all going to sit and what screen we need to be. And a uh, podcast um, guest, what is it called? G, what do you mean? G uh, yeah. Money Miller. G Money, yeah, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. Like recurring <laughs> guests, that's what I'm looking <laughs> up for. He just leans over his table, over the table, hits his uh, cup, his cup falls, 
Beer smashes in half. Cup smashes in half. So within spills beer all over me, all oh over the table God. again. Within three minutes, I swear of the first one, of it being cleaned up. So like, with that in mind, don't be that guy who smashes his beer cup all over the place because you're too excited to be playing video games. Because it's embarrassing, so you just don't don't be that guy. Basically, don't be that group that is just constantly smashing glasses to it. It feels who, bad. <laughs> who did? Uh, what character did? Did we you end up playing as. We didn't get yes, that didn't far play. because oh, yeah, because you as soon as kicked out after that. As like, soon right. as no, as soon as the second one fell and I canceled it. I said no. We're moving tables. We're getting away from this game station. Obviously, we're not. Dad call. We're not ready yet. I, yeah, I was doing real. a dad move Give me this right game there. station out of here. Yeah, we weren't ready. We weren't ready for it. <laughs> Let's so. just hang out and talk like normal. Don't be that guy. Yeah, basically, yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't Classic. Don't be that guy. Fuck you, Danny D. Also, don't be that guy at the bar that just chirps randos for uh, some extracurricular activity. <laughs> Yo, you yeah. see that at Stoney's when we were at Stoney's and that Falcons fan was chirping at the at the uh, at the Saints guys at the end of the game. You remember that? I was, yeah, that dude, was, that was that it was, was like about to pop off. I was I like, we need to get out of here. You know what? That's a good note to be like. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that obviously is outnumbered in fandom oh it was crazy starts chirping at those people <coughs> mclean yeah yeah no i was just yeah gonna, let's bring up mclean on that one. back we went to does mclean listen no i don't think I so i don't know but whatever <laughs> we can trash we, all over him he's been a don't be that guy numerous times <laughs> <laughs> mclean don't listen we're gonna change this segment to don't be mclean <laughs> yeah McLean, be plug, plug your ears but anyway yeah to come back Earbox. to that we all went out to Kansas City, and we got a couple Chiefs fans, mainly Broncos fans. We were at Arrowhead Stadium, and it was a close game that the Broncos ended up pulling on some wild stuff. <laughs> a wild play. That One of the hard. craziest plays like that you could imagine happened. That I, was just I like a, immediately after. Yeah, that Court walked out, and I said, "I gotta go with Court, I guess." <laughs> and then we left all the Broncos fans. That was just a team by of, themselves. And yeah. Court and I were talking. Even we we're like, "Should we go back for them? Because they're gonna be fucked up right now." No, we're good. Keep going, Mike. Yeah, it was basically a team of destiny type of play. Like <laughs> you, you can't explain oh, it any other ways. But uh, that was the year we won the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a actually, team of destiny. If you want to, uh, if we're talking, if we're chirping, uh, that's actually the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Okay, it yeah. was. Anyway, 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 let's go back. anyway let's go. so let's moving go on. So we won. We're walking out of the stadium, and our fellow patron, McLean, the Broncos fan, for some stupid reason, is walking up to Chiefs fans and says, That was a pretty good game, though, huh? That was a pretty good game, though. Just chirping, Chiefs fans. Chirping like a dick. But McLean was like being, but it's McLean. Oh, he's trying to be sincere. He's a nice guy. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, this is why it's especially important to don't be that guy. Don't be that stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I literally had to yank him away and I said, You're being a freaking idiot right now, man. It was hostile. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get hit in the face. Like, I don't know. It was stupid. Don't be that guy. Yeah, that's outnumbered and is chirping. It's just dumb. Be confident, but, but don't be stupid. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh yeah, let's right, move, move on. Get, on, that, get that next court. round. Yeah. I'd love to get this round. This next round is a big time interview with Coach Goose. All right. I'd like to welcome a good friend of the podcast, a four-year starter at Midland, a three-time player slash champion, uh, CIF champion for the Sioux City Bandits and Omaha Beef and current assistant coach for Presentation College in South Dakota, our good friend, 
William Goose Sonamaker. What's up, fellas, man? I'm, I'm excited you guys invited me on this finally. It took a little too long, if you ask me. We're, we're known for that. We're big procrastinators, <laughs> so. No, it's fun. It's definitely fun, and I got to, you know, now that, that I'm starting to get more followers and stuff on Twitter, I got to start retweeting you guys more and get you into that presentation brand a little bit, so. Become big names in South Dakota, huh? Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I love South Dakota. South Dakota has to be big time because it took me weeks just to get a text message back from you. You're you're so big time now. So. No, no, def- definitely not big time. Definitely not big time. You know the, you know, like I think when we first met, when I first met all you guys, I was still like budding in my coaching career and in like the high school ranks and stuff, and just finished up playing. And, like, it's just amazing the time commitment, how much it increases every level you go up, you know? And, like, that's the one thing I've noticed, too. Like, my Xbox gamer hours, you know, granted, they weren't as high as you guys, but they've <laughs> gone down quite a bit, so. Yeah, I was going to say, normally you're uh, topping the boards on a gamer score, like, on the month. You're always right there, and now it's like you're just not you're a ghost. I know, I know. That thing barely turned it. Last scene 20 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Last seen 20 days ago on Fallout New Vegas, Xbox 360 edition. Right, that's true. Yeah, you know me, man. I love my Fallout. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Fallout. Big fan of it. So, and this Outer Worlds. Have you guys got into Outer Worlds yet? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I just beat it today, actually. It's a pretty great Did game. You? In um, typical Goose fashion, I, uh, of course, got started with my character. Got about, oh, you know, real deep... Deep, in the, deep into the game and then uh, said, you know what, I feel like starting over, I want to make a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't like your guy's persona. You're like giving off the right, wrong vibes and then, yeah, it's no good from there. Need a new haircut. I know. <laughs> new haircut? Yeah, no, so you finished it. How, how was it? I, I thoroughly love it. Yeah, I, it was. it's a great game. Um, you know, it's in that same New Vegas Mass Effect type uh, uh, genre i guess and i just i thought it was pretty good well done yeah no i liked it 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 was literally like new vegas and mass effect had a baby yeah no i like i like that spin you definitely get mass effect vibes when you go on the ship and then uh, all your crews there and you can you know interact with them do little side missions for them and everything yeah yeah no that was fun i was helping out uh what's what's her name pavardi Help, helping her hook up with Julie or Julie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great mission, great mission. Wow. Yeah, except I was, like, mad because I was like, whoa, Pavardi. And then she's like, I got this girl back on, uh, what's the? Uh... The Groundbreaker. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all I right. Know, I know, spoiler alerts, people. Sorry, spoiler oh. alerts. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, who cares? Whoopsies. Here's a spoiler for me, but I'm not really going to get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I started, I was, like, always like, you know what? I'm going to do what Pavardi wants to do, too. <laughs> She knows I best. Pavardi to do me. Yeah, was, my character, that is. I figured, that was gonna, figured it was going to lead to that eventually, but apparently she swings the other way, huh? Well, you know, it's 2019. Whatever two consenting adults want to do in the bedroom, you know, more power to them. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Hey, uh, just to move things back over to the football side, I was wondering, I mean, obviously you give off a, a player's coach vibe, and we are a, a big – slogan podcast so i'm wondering if your players uh, kind of have do you have a, a like a mantra if you will or do your players do you have a, a saying that coach oh, the yeah. coach goose always oh, yeah. is my, saying my, my, my favorite one is uh 
favorite saying, and, and everybody, you know, they're start, it's, it's been with me since I started coaching, was, you know, we ain't building bombs. You know what I'm saying? This ain't rocket science. That's, that's one of my favorite things to tell the guys, you know, because especially with the offensive line that I have, you know, my, my philosophy it is there's a lot of offensive line coaches that are really technical, and it is. It's a very technical position, you know, and all that jazz and whatnot. But, but realistically, you counteract that by being mean, nasty, and physical up front. So my whole belief and philosophy as an offensive line, I kind of coach it as a defensive line coach, if you will. So it's trying to get these guys to be able to play football as athletically as possible, mean and nasty up front. So that's where that kind of came from was just, hey, man, look, man, we ain't built bombs. This ain't rocket science. We're out here to play football. So that's, that's kind of been one of my slogans. Uh, uh, presentation, I've, I've earned the, the, the Samuel L. Jackson nickname uh, from the team a little bit because I am the coach that, that uses MF quite a bit. Um, you know, so, so uh, yeah, they, they call me the Samuel L. Jackson of the coaching staff. <laughs> I actually I call uh, Corey the Samuel L. Jackson of the podcast because I'm always like, hey, we're not trying to build bombs, we're trying to get too technical, but we're just trying to we're just trying to give the people what they want out here, you know. Giving the people what they want. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Um, you know, looking at the overall record of your guys' year this year, it obviously didn't go that great. But I was just wondering, you know, what was the best, uh, I guess, like moment or game uh, that you had this year. Um, so they're, they're actually one of the, those, I'm going to go with a, a feel good one first. Um, I, I got a couple from this season, but the, the one feel good one is I, I had an offense lineman and, and something that I take pride on, you know, as a coach is I try to develop, you know, that player coach relationship to be more personal than just that kind of dictator. And, you know, so, so throughout the year, you know, meetings wise, you know, they're not always football. There'll be times when we go in there and I don't even have the film up. I'll have, you know, like this one time I did like 20 questions with the guys and had them all fill out, you know, 20 different things about themselves. So I get to know them a little better and try and understand them and try and get them, you know, my whole goal is to get these guys to run through a wall for me, you know, but I want to earn that respect and treat them the right way. You know, so one of the cool ones is I had a player. And on his on his twenty questions thing, you know, I had on there, you know, what's three, you know, what's the three most positive things you ever heard from a coach, and what's the three most negative things you ever heard from a coach? And on his negatives, he had multiple coaches tell this player that he would never amount to anything, he'll never play college football, you know, a lot of negativity. And even when I took over the program, a lot of people kind of. You know, he, he wasn't the most athletic. He wasn't the biggest. I mean, he's very strong, the kid is, and he wasn't the most technical offensive lineman. But watching this player go from being extremely doubted to being able to post on his Twitter him actually starting a game and getting his first pancake of his college career you know, to help him give him that giant middle finger to a lot of those people was one of the, you know, one of my best coaching moments, I think, right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's too cool to be able to help that kid where everybody told him he wasn't going to amount to shit. And, you know, then, then he's out there, you know, his, his three, his, his, his three, his first series, you know, we went and scored a touchdown. You know, 
series that he's in, two out of three plays on that three-play touchdown drive, he got pancakes. So it was nice to watch this kid, you know, be able to do that and give guys a giant middle finger, you know. So that, that, that that's probably the, the coolest, you know, one of the coolest things I took away from this season for sure. You know, then the list kind of goes on, getting to know these kids. You know, we do. We got really, really good kids. Um, they're smart, they're bright, they're funny, intelligent, you know, a lot of gamers on the team, which is always cool. You know, they're always asking me for my gamer tag and stuff, <laughs> well, I you thought... know, things like that. But, <laughs> when uh, you said gamer, I thought you were talking about Xbox, but no, hey, I got you. Or no, like actually get gamer like in football. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 gamers like Xbox. Yeah, no, we got a lot got of gamers you. on Xbox, but that's the problem we have, you know, is... <laughs> You know, we got these good kids, so we're trying to build a culture of football. You know, they're great kids. They're great academically. They're great. They're okay in the weight room, you know, things like that. But we need to get them to buy in and understand that football is a, you know, it's hard. But the hard is what makes it great because not everybody gets to do it. But also on top of that, it's a violent sport. You know, you got to play this game with violence and a certain tenacity. And, and nice guys will finish laps. So... <laughs> And, and everything, kind of, right? Kind of trying to change that culture here. It's, it's, it's an uphill battle, but, you know, we're, we're recruiting now, so. Speaking of uh, the recruiting, I know you said you came in late this season. Are you guys kind of starting to dive into the recruiting now? Are you traveling to watch high school games? Are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the one thing I like about the NAIA level, um, it's kind of like the Wild West. So we don't have those dead times. We don't have all those, you know, NCAA kind of rules. You know, it's like, hey, go get them. If you got the money, go get the kid. And so actually for me, you know, being from being from Colorado, I'll be recruiting Colorado pretty heavy. Um, actually, actually, I'll be out there recruiting November 19th through December 5th. So hopefully, hopefully I can get with you guys while I'm back. Yeah, solid, good stretch. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have to get something on the uh, on the old sketch. A good old uh, f boys meeting for for your recruiting. Do you have any like special tips you're gonna go at, or any like special things you're gonna do to try to get these people? Are you? Uh, I, I I don't know much about recruiting, so I guess yeah. Yeah. Do you got well, like, a little sales pitch? Thing is, is, like I tell, tell all the kids, I'm never gonna lie to them. I'm never gonna never pitch them anything. But here's the thing about presentation that got people to understand is you have the opportunity with this football program being in its infant stage still. You know, their first snap. And first game was, you know, 2011. So this, I mean, the program's not even 10 years old, you know. And what I'm, what I'm telling these kids is, you know, if you love football, if you really, really love football, you have an opportunity to come to a school where you get to have your name etched in stone. Not just another person on the wall, not just another person, you know, another All-American or another, you know, this, this. You get the opportunity to be the first at presentation so it's time to find those kids that love this game and have a lot of pride in it because at presentation, you could be the first. You could be the first All-American. You could be the first team to ever win a league comp, you know, league title. You could be the first team to ever make the playoffs. You, could, you get an opportunity to be the first, and when you're the first, everybody remembers the first no matter what. So that's definitely, definitely what I'm going into recruiting-wise with, you know, and, and, you know, for the offensive line, like I tell those kids, you know what? I firmly believe in. I know what, what was that coach from last chance you, 
I know he's been saying it, I, I, you know, before he made it famous, but that hate me now, love me later type thing. So that's why I tell the O-line, you know, you guys are going to come in and go to work. And I, I'm a mean, I was a mean and nasty player. I'm a mean and nasty coach, but I promise to love you guys. And, and I'm going to take care of you and make you better football players. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of people kind of look at my coaching style as a little unorthodox nowadays. You know, it's pretty old school, but you know what? It, it works. You know, we went from a, a team, if, if I could have showed you guys the film last year, a predominantly air raid team, to finally being able to teach these guys to run the football. And that, that's been the biggest uphill battle we've had is, is establishing the run game. You guys follow football plenty and understand the game well enough to know, you know, you got to be able to line up and run the ball to win a championship. So, you know, that's that's what we're trying to do. Nice. Uh, continue with the recruiting more. Is there a yeah. certain type of player that you're actually like looking at like being at the NAIA level obviously you're not going to get those five star recruits and whatnot are you guys just looking for somebody who looks like they're having fun out on the field and you're you're here to give them another shot to continue that at the college level or are you I am like anybody that with some talent that you want to well like it's, it's 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 definitely got a little bit of science behind it because the NAIA is kind of like, are you guys familiar with like Division Two and the way they do their scholarships? So you could get like, you know, partial, you can get like partial academics, partial athletics, partial whatever, you know, and that kind of turns into your scholarship. Yeah. So in the NAIA, we got the same thing. Like our school has very good merit scholarships for having a certain GPA and a test score. So we add that plus your football scholarship plus other scholarships we can work with. So, you know, we, we do have the capability. If you were one of those five-star blue chip kids, I can get that kid a full ride as long as they have a certain GPA and test score. You know what I'm saying? It's so it's not far-fetched to try and find these kids, um, you know, to come to this school. It's The hard part is getting them to believe that an NAIA school is legit football-wise, you know, because the NAIA has this misconception that your degree doesn't mean anything or, you know, the football is not high quality or whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, I'll take our top 25 NAIA schools against the top 25 D2, D3 schools, and I guarantee the NAIA schools are going to beat a big hunk of them. So, you know, it's just kind of that. But, you know, football-wise, what we're looking for is the best part about NAI is is you can find the – you just got to look for the right kids. But you got to find kind of those diamonds in the rough. You know, a, an offensive lineman that's 6'2", 275, you know, but has a, you know, lower GPA and he, he may be a step slower. Well, I could work with that kid, you know, shave some pounds off him and turn them into, you know, that type of athlete. So my, you know, if, if it were me, coach, you know, with the offense line, I can tell you, I'm just looking for kids that are mean and nasty up front because I, I, the technique's going to come along with what we do every day at practice. So it's just finding kids with the right attitude for me. And, you know, our other coaches got different philosophies and different things that they believe in. But for me, offensive line-wise, I need some ass kickers up front, man. <laughs> I have uh... – five years of eligibility so if you need a wide receiver you know you guys can come knocking at the door hey coach goose one question i had um 
you know, a lot of the game, you know, on the media, like obviously skill players are you're hyped up, you know, you're young up and coming quarterbacks, you know, playmakers. But right. what I guess what uh, a young up and coming lineman do you kind of preach or or show your kids like you know this guy has the stuff that you kind of teach to mimic the you know as an offensive lineman is there a, a certain player that you kind of like preach? Um, so I, it's not necessarily a player, but it's definitely if you guys are looking you know on my Twitter, uh, Charles Bentley and Duke Mannyweather. Um, those are the two, they're, they're two offensive line scouting guys and strength coaches for offensive line guys and teaching offensive line techniques. And, you know, I, I, those are the guys that I follow, um, because those, that's the stuff I'm teaching. So if, if there be like the disciples, there's a lot of Philadelphia Eagles, you know, their offensive line, you know, I really, the year they won the Super Bowl, those were five bad dudes up front. You know what I'm saying? They were they were badasses, those five guys, you know. Uh, but what I what I like to show the kids is not modern-day guys. I like taking them back a little bit because that's the type of offense we kind of run is this modified, you know, we, a lot of, you know, inside-outside zone with the RPO stuff like normal. But, you know, we, we run some pretty heavy formations too. So I like showing them, you know, with our zone scheme that we do up front, you know, the – the back-to-back Broncos teams, their offensive lines, you know, go even go old school. I got a picture in my office of Jerry Kramer, Hall of Fame guard from Green Bay back in 1966, you know. And even just even even older defensive line guys, Deacon Jones, Reggie White, you know, guys like that that, show, that can show these kids these days how to play this game and the way it's supposed to be played. Because it's, you know, you guys see it in the NFL and, and things like that. It is softening up a little bit. But up front, you got to be able to play this game with violence still, you know. So that that's the stuff I show those guys. I go a little more old school with everything just because, you know, some of these newer guys are great. and But, like, the technique, you know, is it's it's hard because our kids can't do that stuff. I mean, they send me things on Twitter all the time. I, I'm sure you guys saw that where Kansas State, you know, they ran that midline option and they had the guard shuffle down and then pull back out. So it looked like you pulled and then went back. And I'm like, Coach, why don't we do something like that? Like, listen here, son, you're just not that athletic. I can't do stuff like that with you. But this is how this is the stuff we can do with you. So let's put you in a situation to be successful with. All right, all right. Corey? Heck yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, one thing I noticed uh, – I mean, you never used to rock. You never used to rock glasses back in the day. Um, and now you're right. now you got these glasses. Look, is that a uh, is that a coach's move or is that just a, a pure vision move? That, that, that was pure vision. I was actually <laughs> um, I was driving from Lincoln to Omaha, Nebraska, one morning at like four a.m. And I was literally like sick and tired of like the glare from like driving. You know, like the light. You know the and I was, you know, working on a computer, and I couldn't see anything. I was playing Xbox and getting a headache, and I was just like, what the heck? I, and then one day I was like, man, I'm just going to go to the eye doctor. And the eye doctor, like, I went in there, and that dude was like, listen, man, you got astigmatism. You need glasses. Like, I don't even know how you have a driver's license right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, it looks like I'm wearing glasses. No, it's a, it's definitely a good look for you. No wonder uh, now I heard you, you got yourself a new girlfriend. I think is it. I might just chalk that up to the glasses. <laughs> I, hey, I don't know if it was the glasses, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Some working at least. Yeah, I'm glad it's working out. 
So I wanted to circle back to um, the word champions that Court threw out at the beginning, championship. Uh, your time yeah. in the indoor football uh, league. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that, see how what you, you know, how that went with your career and, uh, you know, just kind of talking about that. So, like, I'm trying to think. Me and me and Coach Goodman, our defensive line coach, he played actually. We had, we actually crossed paths and didn't even know it. We played against each other a few times um, in indoor football, so that's pretty cool. Um, the, the thing about indoor football, I mean, it's 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 different, man. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Like, when you're in that team, I mean, it's it is so much fun. But it is, I mean, it is hard on you. First off, one, you're playing with all these high-speed athletes in a very condensed field and a wall. You know, so what I, what I like to tell everybody about indoor football is, one, is the wall is undefeated. No matter what you do, what you say, or what you do, the wall is undefeated. No matter what. That wall is always standing, huh? Always. Always. I, I remember the first time getting hit into it, and I went, really went, why the fuck is this here? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but I mean, indoor football was an absolute blast. I had I had a nice little six year career uh, right out of college. It started with the Georgia Force um, down in Atlanta, and then from there to the Omaha Beat, Sioux City Bandits, the Council Bluffs Express, um, Lincoln Haymakers. I mean, all these fun named teams and stuff. But like, it, it, one the, the 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 quality of football is really good. You got a lot of athletes up there, but two. It's it's entertainment. It was really fun being kind of like that larger than life, like character, if you will. You know, you run out of the tunnel, and like one time we all wore like transformer masks and get the kids all excited. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. You know, um, it's just there's more entertainment with it, which is a lot of fun. And and you know the schemes of the game is so fast, the tempo and everything. You know and you know, they talk about the NFL, like, well, you got a minute 30 and three timeouts, and it's an eternity. Well, in arena football, you can have 45 seconds and three timeouts, and that's like five minutes left in an NFL game, you know? Uh, it's just, it was just so much fun. Um, my, my body now being 33, it's it's definitely regretting it, going through a few surgeries and, and things like that, but I, I would I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Shit, I mean, I... You know, like there's a part of me that's like, well, you know what? Maybe I can train just a little bit and go back one more rodeo, you know. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's an absolute ball. And it's one of those, you got to kind of be in it to get it. But at this, I mean, I mean, I got stories, man. I got, <laughs> I got stories for days on that stuff. What, what was like the best moment of, I guess, like, or yeah, I mean, as a player. Of, as a player. Um, my, my, my best moment of arena football, um, so we had it, we threw an interception and I was, I was center and I, I beeline, took a great out, took a great angle. And I remember picking the guy up and dumping him over the wall, right? <laughs> so I dumped the guy over the wall and it was so cool because one, I didn't know my pops was at the game, Ooh. but two, he was right there in the front row and I literally dumped him into like the couple seats next to him and like he stood up and like gave me the biggest high five on the planet and it was just like super surreal super cool it was just like oh my god like this is this is incredible you know yeah that's a that's a fun moment that's awesome uh speaking into the difference 
between arena and just uh, traditional football. Going back to the coaching side of things, was it a hard transition going from traditional football to arena and then back to traditional? Um, the, the, Are you the teaching the same things on the, the line? Most difficult wasn't really the scheme wise because if um, look at you know the head coach for Green Bay, look at a th- few other assistant coaches throughout the league and, and arena arena coaches and players are starting to swarm into the NFL because of the style of the game, you know the jet sweeps, the motions, the the things like that that's the game's progressed into, and that's based arena ball stuff, which is really cool. Um, but the hardest part wasn't transitioning from the indoor game because the indoor league I played in, AF1, Arena 1, their rules were a little different. Um, but the arena leagues that I were involved in were very – they did everything they could to make it pretty similar to outdoor. So the techniques um, – I mean, route concepts are different because you can add the high motion like in, you know, um, Canada, um, the CFL up there, Canadian Football League. Uh but it wasn't, it wasn't transitioning from football to football. It was transitioning from the caliber of athlete um, to the caliber of athletes. So when coaching these professional guys, I mean, my starting right guard was a, was a two-time Big 12 all-conference guard from Kansas State. And so these guys, their fundamentals and technique baseline is already high. So it was really cool being able to like get more like technique, like like being able to fine tune the techniques. Like, you know, on a Monday practice, we're just going to work on strike and counter, like just with hands, and then you know, some pass stuff, and just being able to tweak those guys' form a little bit for their body type and to get them more, you know, to be successful what they're doing. And then when you transition back to you know either high school or college, you know, like a college freshman, you know depending on where he was at or his ability level or whatnot, I mean, that the, the kid might not know nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to start literally from ground zero and develop this kid into your program, whereas when you were coaching the professional guys, it was kind of just like plug and play. And if, if you know, and, and then the other thing too is, is you know, if, if Jimmy over here, is practicing and playing like absolute dog shit. Well, I can cut him and, and go find somebody else. Whereas, you know, over here I got to, you know, if I, if let's say we, we recruit a kid in and he's really not that good. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to even then still be with him for four years and try and work with him. you know? So that, that's the biggest transition I think for me is the coach, the different styles of coaching for the caliber of athlete. Cool. Kind of continue, continuing on that note. Since you've coached at basically three different levels, high school, college, and professional now, what a, what's your favorite spot so far? Who do you enjoy coaching the most? Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think college right now, because I think arena, you know, it's a little different. I mean, I, I, I would love to be an NFL coach. You know, that's definitely a long way down the road. Um, but, but right now, college has been an absolute ball because this is the first time in my coaching career where you didn't really need like a second source of income. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's literally being able to immerse yourself in the game 24, seven, 365 is, I mean, I, like I just tell you guys right now, it's just been a dream of mine. Like I've, I've been talking about it forever. Like, you know, all I've ever wanted to do is just be able to wake up and go do football every day. And now I can, you know, and it's, it's pretty sweet. 
Good deal. Uh, you guys got any more questions, or should we just? What like, actually I had a kind of a fun question. Uh, I mean, obviously you're a trenches guy, but uh, just uh, and if you will, uh, I got I got Ocho Ocho Corey Nelson as wide out on the edge, and then uh, Mikey Burgess as corner. Who's gonna win that matchup? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ocho Ocho has. He's a pretty big target, so I mean. You know what? I, I think Corey gets Mikey on a slant. <laughs> on a yeah, slant all day, right? I think, I think I think Corey just gives Mikey a slant, and just beats him to the inside, and it's titty 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 city from there, baby. <laughs> the thing I'm is, I'm wrapping up, man. I'm wrapping up. He's going down at least. He might catch it, but he's going down. <laughs> nah, nah, man. I think he beats you on a slant. I think he gives you a little outside fake, and then just cuts under you, and it's done so. I did mention that Corey's a big target, but his cuts are—they're not ideal. I'm a pretty good <laughs> route runner. The, the other thing is, is what's the circumstances of this? Are they in their prime, or are they hung over tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, either way, I, I think it's the same thing, right? <laughs> I think this would be great material for you guys. We just need to record it. I think Sunday morning, you guys better go find one of them football things and go out there and do it. Yeah. I like that. That could be fun. <laughs> cool. Cool. One on ones. One-on-ones. And then, and then, hey, I'm going to throw it to you guys. You know, like I said, I'm going to be out there, you know, so maybe, maybe maybe Coach Goose can come on live and we can do happy hour together. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Get a nice breakdown of the route, too. <laughs> Heck, yeah. So, Heck, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, we're about going to wrap it up. We got one final question. Uh, okay. What's, uh, what's next for old Goose in the coaching life? Are you going to stick around there for a while? Are you looking to keep moving on, progressing, or uh... – yeah, yeah, no, my goal, my goal, of course, is to progress. You know, this is my career and what I want to do and move up. But um, Coach Hyman, our head coach, you know, one, he gave me this opportunity, you know, so I am pretty loyal to him. Um, but I, I really think being under him and what he decides, so I'm going to be at presentation as long as he is. Um, but he's, he's definitely a coach that I can get behind. Um, he, he, I, I'm definitely preaching what he's selling. Um, I really like his philosophy, and, and we balance each other out really well. He's definitely, you know, he's he's a soft-spoken, quiet kind of type, very cerebral personality, and, and you know, I'm his juice guy, man. I'm, I'm, and he calls me, you know, like, what was that, Key and Peel, Like, Obama's anger translator? <laughs> so that, that, that's my role, you know. I'm, 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 his, I'm his big old guard dog that runs around and be chewing ass for him. You know, but I really think under him and whatnot, it, you know, you're going to see old Goose driving this offense here within the next year or two. I'll tell you that. It'll be Goose, the offensive coordinator, not Goose, the O-line coach. So. <laughs> I love that. You're you're the hype man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Well, yeah, we're excited to, excited to see where you go, and uh, we definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us on the pod. No, no. Like I said, I, I appreciate you guys, man, and, and I love the material, and I love following you guys, and I, I tell all the kids about y'all, no matter where I'm at. And, you know, it's, it's it's amazing how, you know, a little, little public service announcement for parents, you know, it's amazing how great relationships and friendships can be built, you know, over, over on the Xbox. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's where we all met, and the yeah. next thing you know, we're all hanging out and at the punch bowl and, and best friends. So, yeah, that's awesome. You know? that's true. So like, like I said, it's, it's pretty cool, and like I said, I've been loving following you guys, and I'm glad you guys are kind of keeping with it, too, and, and you know, hopefully hopefully we all blow up together, that's for sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to meet up with you here in the next couple of weeks when you're in town, too, so. Heck yeah, fellas. Coach Goose, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks.
No, thank you guys for having me. That's for sure. All right. Thank you for that great interview with Coach Goose. Uh, it was Billy a lot of fun. Sonamaker. That's his name, right? William. 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 What is his gamer Billy. tag? Goose6695 or something like that? Let me look. No, we don't I think it. it's just Goose Six. Need to look it up. Anyway, yeah. Um, so this round of shots, we're going to talk about some video games. Yeah, we used to be a video game blog. Crazy to think about that. Uh, you know, sitting first front row, E3, Whiskey Neat. Oh, my God. That's a Kygo <laughs> reference. I went to that concert. That's great. That's a little Cordy Morgs intro <laughs> yeah. to his E3 games of the it's year. just like one blog. That actually is a well-written piece. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you stole lyrics from fucking Selena Gomez and turned them into an E3 reference. Perfect. And then and then I I got all like the the meat of it, and then Mikey did the fill in. Yeah, that's how we do. Big fill in guy. It was yeah. our favorite parts of E3. Anyway, so <clears throat> it's video game season right now, <laughs> right before Thanksgiving, towards the holiday. This is when they all the big releases come out because yeah, right they get that Black holiday Friday. push. They got to get all those games out for people to buy them. So we had. Uh, Outer Worlds come out two weeks ago, uh, Death Stranding last week, and this week on this last Friday, the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So Fallen yes, Order. Um, let's, uh, let's give a shout out to Luigi's Mansion Luigi's Three. Mansion. I was just Sorry, about to say Luigi's bad. Mansion and Three came Sword out. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Out. Yeah. Shout out Danny. He doesn't even have it. So <laughs> I just wanted to see, you know, what you guys thought about the video games. Um, you heard a little bit of the Outer Worlds talk with me and Goose. Um, or Goose and I. Let me be more English Yeah, that's more professional. Um, about Goose and us. Coach, See, out, so the thing with <laughs> Outer Worlds... This one, Coach Goose and I? Yeah, Coach yeah. Goose and I. But yeah, we talked about the Outer Worlds. I just beat it today. It's a Is it all right? good game. Yeah. So the thing with Outer Worlds, I'm, I am I haven't played it, so I, I'm just a so please conscientious uh, like type of learner <laughs> here. Um, the thing with Outer Worlds is I've heard it's compared to a little bit of Fallout, a little bit of Borderlands, a little bit of Mass Effect. Yeah, they mixed it all so, together. Exactly, so, that's exactly what we say in the interview. Okay. What's funny is Goose just said that, but yeah, keep going. Oh, well, I wasn't on that interview, so me and Goose apparently <laughs> get along great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> keep going. So, I just wanted to know, like, what was it better than any of those three? It's like on the, I wouldn't say it's better. It's on the level. It's just, uh, it's a different, it's a different game. It's takes some good parts of the outer space elements of Mass Effects, like traveling around to different planets. Mm-hmm. And it takes the good effects of like the companions. Um, companions. Mm-hmm. But also takes that was good, my favorite part of Mass Effect was the, the companions. It takes the good effects of New Vegas or a Fallout where you're walking around talking. You can talk your way through things. You mm. can speech check. You can. Uh, you know, build your guy to be really, really smart and just talk through everything and or I, completely dumb and just kill everyone if you want. And the old school, like post-apocalyptic Western part of New Vegas, it's almost like a... It's like that, but in the space, space. frontier. I'm a Western, like I'm just doing everything for hire. So it just molds all that stuff together. There's a speed run that was done in like 13 minutes. 30, 33 minutes. Like I, 17. No, it was 33 minutes. I saw the YouTube video. GTS it. GTS that shit. 18 okay. minutes but and anyways, 30 seconds. So somebody did 18 minutes? Yeah, I, I think I the no way that you I, do that is all... Um, speech. Speech stuff. Yeah. yeah I you, saw the video. You easily can build your guy to be completely speech. And like, depending on what companions you bring out with you, they increase your hack, mm-hmm. speak, sneak, Shut attack, up. like all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had a, I had a, I had a perception of 105 
or 107 near the end of the game but, because my two companions made my boosted my perception that high. Who do you think companions? the thing is like? Do, can you imagine speed running Mass Effect three in 30 minutes? I don't think you could. That you couldn't sound fun. do it. I don't think it's possible. Well, speed running mainline, Fallout three. Just mainline it. Yeah, but even speed running Fallout three in 30 minutes, there's no way. I mean, I'm there's a, just no way. I'm a big mainline guy, but if it's only gonna be that long, no, thank you. Although. Diving into Outer Worlds, it was pretty slow for me, <laughs> so I haven't. I don't think I'm gonna finish okay. it anytime soon. So, but that's just my so gamer that's, style. Yeah, that's Outer I, Worlds. Well, that's the thing. That's where I got. It's like I did side missions, main quest, and then I was kind of like, uh, I'm getting you know lost in this. Yeah, I just like, want to ready to be bust done. It out. Let me bust it out. That's how well, I that's was. How, all, that's how I was with Red Dead. That's how I with RPGs in general now. Just I want to get away from it, which brings me to Amazing Jedi uh, Fallen Order because it's it's a breath of fresh air for me. I really love like just doing a oh, just just a basic mission, like just having a good little set path. And even how it's f- super fun, it's a little bit like Metroid Prime, where you don't know the map at all. You have no right, idea what's Metroid, going on. It's a Metroidvania. Like, it, it, yeah, the, so, map, the map grows as yes, you go, as along, you go with along with it. So yeah. you have no idea where to go, and you can go unlock things later in the, in the game. It's refreshing, just like Mortal Kombat 11, right. the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Get out of here. That's a whack take. Thanks for interrupting me on that one. But, but no, no, you're right. Star Wars is a it's a it's a classic Metroidvania, whatever. You know, you don't have the skills to go to this point, so and, so you wait. So you're gonna yeah. go to two levels, and you're gonna come back later when you have that skill to go to this place. Also, action adventure and a little bit of Dark Soulness. It is, and there, the cutscenes you know. are fun. Like I, I've played it for a while now. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm like 14, 15 hours in. What? Uh, Jedi Fallen it Order. It came out yesterday. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. So when you said that you're gonna, uh, you had to take your girlfriend to work. You were actually playing Jedi Order. Dude, that takes like ten it. minutes to take her to work. Okay. So when the game came out, uh-huh. uh, th- that doesn't add up. I don't know. Well, what do you anyway, mean it doesn't add up? It clearly adds up. No way, you're fifteen hours. <laughs> I think I'm at least twelve hours in. Anyway, so. going back to the game though, like it, it's nice to have a Star Wars game where it's a story mode instead of. Oh yeah, and so yeah, their Battlefront, the, yeah. the previous games that they had, which I don't. To be honest, I didn't dive too much into those because those weren't that entertaining. But this is literally a build your own Jedi type of game. It seems like it's and, cool. It reminds me a lot of a of um, uh, the Force Unleashed, but just better, just yeah. be, just better than the Force Unleashed. You can just add more things. It's a, like Knights of the Old Republic mixed with. The Force, Un- the Force Unleashed. It's what a very good game. What I like is the really uh, in-depth Dude. customization options. If you could choose between a blue lightsaber and a green lightsaber. Cordy Morg has <laughs> never played the game, and he never will. And he's not a Star Wars fan, the, so you can just and shut the up. One, yeah, and he's the, one, the least uh, credited. We need to mute his mic. We should. We should just <laughs> mute his mute mic his for mic this, this segment level. because he has no idea he what he's talking about. He doesn't even like Star Wars, uh, which is whacked. Yeah. He also has a bunch of nerds. Well, anyway, and like the gameplay... It's cool too because it's a lot like Drake's Uncharted and Tomb Raider esque, like where like you can do the climbing puzzle type stuff where you got to figure out how to get to yeah. one point to another. The opening sequence of that game is very much like Uncharted. Yes. I'm like, this is super fun right now. Yeah, you're on a yeah, you're on that train. train yeah, it's just like Uncharted like too. Yeah, and it's then really the cool. and then the fighting kind of reminds me a little bit. I don't know if you guys will agree with this or not, but like 
uh, the Dark Knight and stuff, where it's you can mm. you can time mm. your parries, parries and blocks exactly. and stuff. Like I was that, thinking Assassin's Creed, him. yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed like, yeah. yeah I was like, too. yep. So uh, shout out right. Respawn, Titanfall. Good. Uh, well, like Respawn's like, great. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're they're yeah, cool. They're really uh, Titanfall obviously really crushed maker. it, and they didn't get a Titanfall four. Was it that they were trying I to mean, do? Titanfall three. one was is it. A, Titanfall three. So they didn't get that. So they started working on this, and they no. Just, it's not that they didn't get it. They started working on Apex Legends. Oh, is that what it was? they're doing this too? Okay, yeah, so it's not out of so the picture. Just they might yet. do a Titanfall three, but either way, they've been they actually crushed this, and it has nothing to do with EA either. Because E, I mean EA, EA is just the publisher. Is just the publisher, and EA like sucks when they make games like Battlefront. Generally, yes. Like unless know, it's unless it's but a, so Respawn made this game, and Respawn made it the way it is. That's why I give props to Respawn, not EA. Yeah, I've only spent a few hours, in it, and I'm. I already want to play more, to be honest. Oh, it's a fun. I'm definitely yeah, gonna. It's a great game. Crush this game out as soon as I can. Basically, I'm just gonna keep playing. So it's. It seems uh definitely intriguing because producer Shank spent four hours in the first, what, the first two hundred feet of two hundred yards of the game. Yeah. Well, he yeah. Because he didn't. Well, he hasn't downloaded it all yet. And it's install the rest of it. And so it is. Messed around on gliding from one area to another and fighting with the crowd. Upgrades going, baby. Gotta, gotta get. It. Dude's gonna be a like a Jedi master by the time he's it. at the next planet. Exactly, he's and gonna it's, be overpowered. And it's one of those games like where it does have that strict story where you can follow, like you just go point to point to point. Yeah. Or you can venture off into that the certain area you're at the planet. Yeah, you don't necessarily and you can go find all the deep dive secrets and all that stuff you can yeah. you can venture off too you don't have to you don't have to follow the story crush out the story right away like so i'm mean, it's i think it's a good game for most people like uh, i love the game i think this is such a huge step a huge step for lucasfilm and like I thought lucas he was gonna gaming say cute Stanley Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> no, I said Lucasfilm and Lucas Gaming and and Cortano all this Lucas stuff in the Star Wars sh- universe because you remember before the Star before Battlefront one and two whatever not the original Battlefront one and two but but the EA Battlefront one and oh, yeah. two the Star Wars made like Star Wars made I think it was like twenty two games in the in the span of 11, 12 years and now since EA bought the rights. They've made two games, and now this is the third. That's a joke. They need to be making more games, and this is a step in the right direction. This is a step in the right direction for sure. I, I don't know. It's just fun to actually build your own Jedi as like the way it seems or whatnot. Like it, oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's the best I part. Think it, it's it's cool. just It's a lot of fun, especially as a Star Wars fan. So, All right, I could use another round. Another round? All right, round. cool. Well, anyway, since we're... That was fun. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for cutting us off. Since we're uh, talking Star Wars, time. We might as mo- <laughs> we might as well move into the big picture thing. Who's Star Wars part of? Disney. Disney. Oh, what does Disney ew. do? They produce fucking greatness, and they just came out with a nice streaming app called Disney Plus. I'm sure everybody's heard of it because if you haven't, we talked. You're about under it about a, a rock. Ago. Yeah, exactly. We so, talked about how pumped we were about a month ago. Yeah, and I think. So Disney Plus just launched what Tuesday of this week? Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. It came out Tuesday. And I don't know. I've 
already fallen in love with it. I want to hear everybody else's thoughts, though. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think Obvious. it's great. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. I bet Scotty thinks it's great. It is great. Do you have Disney Plus, Cordy Morg? I do. I actually do. No. Uh, when, I was, when, I was, uh, when I was scrolling through the menu, like, it was super, it was just nostalgic. Like, it was awesome. Like, when I was sc- literally on Tuesday night, I text Mikey because I was just scrolling through. And I'm like, Holy shit, we got X-Men, like old school X-Men. Yeah, dude. I yeah, because they, the first I, I, Gargoyles. I, I dude, especially yeah. since they have Fox, like they, yep. they, are, they have Wait. some of that stuff mm-hmm. and they're like X-Men and... Wait, Gargoyles is on there? Yeah, yeah Gargoyles, Gargoyles is on there. there. All that shit's on there. That's dude, it's crazy. I, dude, I wa- already watched like three episodes of Gargoyles and, I was, and it's unedited and then apparently it's like the first time in 20 years that Gargoyles has been unedited. I'm like, well, what's unedited about it? But yeah, Gargoyles is awesome. Yeah, check the, out Gargoyles. I will say one negative about it. This is just I'm gonna be the devil's advocate. You're an idiot. I don't know what no, you're gonna say, thing. but you're an idiot. <laughs> here we go. Like I, I had hype on Johnny Tsunami back in the day. Like I always, whenever Johnny Tsunami was, when I, when I check it out, like it's on at 7 p.m. Always love Johnny Tsunami. That was my first thing that I checked out. I watched it for 30 minutes and I was like, this movie is bad. Dude, okay. that's all did they do. Are you kidding me? That's all that they, dude. When's the last time you've seen Johnny Shinobi? It doesn't no, matter. I think it's going to be it fun. I still haven't it. It is bad. Watch it. It was bad. But anyways, I've been, uh, so anyways, I, I skipped to, I watched X-Men uh, intro just song oh, because yeah. the yeah. song yeah, we, is. We had, it on our, we had it on our podcast. Yeah, we did podcast. do that one time. And then, I, yeah. and then I just been going gargoyles and that's pretty that's much all goes. I've done. Dude, the fact that I can watch whatever Marvel movie I want whenever I want. I watched The Winter Soldier you last can't. night. And it was so great. You cannot. Yeah, I know. Well, we, there's we only actually, X amount. Yeah, I was like, we were chirping about that last night. Which uh, is so weird One of our guys me. thought all the movies released at once. I was like, no, it's not. It would be awesome. It would have been way cooler if all of them were released. Yeah. By t- the end of 2020, they'll all be there. Okay, yeah. So they'll all be there. You just got to wait a little bit longer to actually crush out. But Endgame is there. And cinema or in order yeah and games there but you know Infinity why it's War's because there. you know why it's because netflix owns some of them and they didn't give them up right away that's right. why they so you can saw, watch yeah, them on that's netflix right. that's fair. so you can watch them on netflix and who doesn't have netflix so there you go you can watch I mean, them either way so going beyond that i mean obviously there's that so raven uh <laughs> classic dude, I'm lizzie mcguire <laughs> baby i'm telling you <laughs> i went straight to i went xenon, straight. xenon girl of 2020 21st century yeah uh Xenon. I want to. I want to watch Luck of the Irish, dude. Oh, the basketball guy. Brink. That's on my list. That's the thing, though. Like, I'm Brink. not even. I, I'm not even gonna check out Brink because if it ruins dude. it, like Johnny Tsunami, no way, it's not gonna dude. Ruin it. Why would Johnny it's Tsunami not gonna ruin it? Johnny Tsunami is a great movie. I don't know why I have such high expectations. You got to know, like, it's this a is a channel movie. It's a like, movie. Like, this is a 20 year old movie. You need to like know what it's talking about. When I went in, Johnny X, Johnny Tsunami expectations are at all. Well, don't watch Johnny Capahala back. Back on why, board. <laughs> why when I was why when I was twelve did I cherish this movie? Because it was so a great movie at the time. At the time, it was I think amazing. Because he had like a Volcom sticker on his surfboard. I'm like, that guy died. Johnny Tsunami was dude. He was amazing. Dude, this guy isn't that cool. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> first thing I did, like, it had. So it obviously, it has all those tabs. It's like, oh, recommended for you, which was weird because yeah. we just like, signed in you, right away or what whatever you know it is like me? top hits and stuff and like there has like a nost- a nostalgia stage and I was yeah. like oh yeah. let me peep this Dude, and I, I was like oh my god I love this I even peeped the 
the first episode of Lizzie McGuire. Oh yeah, the show. I was like, I gotta watch this. Dude, this the, is awesome. <laughs> the amount of nostalgia I went through at the very beginning and added to my list, and then I look at my list, I'm like, why did I add all this shit? There's like 40 things I yeah. added to my list. I just want to watch like, it dude, all, man. It's like, dude. Uh, you know, they had all the Star Wars movies on there. Yeah, they got and they Every they got it one, separated yeah. from like Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, yeah, National Geographic. Well, see, every Pixar movie that came out is a huge crushing. Like that's huge. Oh yeah, like you can watch whatever whatever you want. And they have like, the Pixar shorts too. I don't know yeah, if you guys have watched. Any I just of those, watched though. the one with the spoon. Oh yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, from Toy Story Four. Yes, and I never seen Toy Story Four yet. And uh, Toy Story Four. I'm waiting and, for uh, them to put that on. I yeah, yeah so. that's gonna come on here pretty soon i think but uh oh, yeah because all the pixar movies always start with the shorts all yeah right, is that what you're talking so about? that one came on and i watched that short and it was super funny and uh, i watched the lava short where they're like in lava you never see that one that was good anyway <laughs> let's not talk about it anymore well no. we don't know what you're talking about no, no it's actually short dude i'm actually i'm planning on watching like all the shorts because dude they were good out yeah and uh, there's this out in disney world at uh Oh, fuck, I forget what uh, place it was, but they got that section where it's like, and they show a few Disney shorts, and I watch them, and I'm like, oh, these are awesome. Like They're they got the, yeah, they got like the bird one and stuff like that. Did you find like, $20 the bird after? One. <laughs> and then I found 20 bucks, and it was great. Uh, That's a anyway, no, you, I don't know. I'm just a big Disney fan, <laughs> so I'm going to watch all those. I just... I just think that like, great. generally, right and when they you got Even just... Stevens. Remember that Even right. Stevens, Scotty P knows. Why do you I know all Stevens? about <laughs> Even Stevens. Scotty P hand is hand. like a is like beans. He is beans. You can I don't know if I'm beans. You are beans. He he. Uh, he yeah, wants to be I more of a Shia LaBeouf. I think though. I would be more of a. <laughs> he started Shia. thinking about it more, and he's like, "No, I'm definitely." Fun fact beans. about beans. And then you think about beans, and you're like, "Yeah, it's probably me." There's a fun fact about beans, but I'll tell you all later. The more you eat, the more you toot. Correct. There nice. you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love beans. <laughs> I legitimately watched the Even Stevens movie uh, about on Thursday night when that football madness why, was going on. That's why Scotty had dude, no idea. That movie holds up. It holds up. I think. Go uh, watch it. It's Boy a Meets funny World movie. Is on, Boy is Meets on World there. is Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. Boy Meets World's on I every Disney. Seen. Every Disney Channel original show is on there. Plus, coming every back to one. Star Wars, be aware though. They got the Mandalorian series, which I've only seen episode one so far. I know episode two came out. Yeah. Looks like it's fire. Man. I think this show is gonna. But be the awesome. thing is, I think that's gonna be the best part about Disney Plus is like all those Marvel shows that they're having that are coming, like, like Hawkeye. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, yep. No, it's uh, gonna be a Captain uh, or a, a no. Falcon and yeah, the Winter Falcon Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yep. There's the Hawkeye show and Loki. There's Loki. The Loki show. There's the Wanda and Doctor yep. Strange yep. show. Yep. That's gonna be sick. And the vision. Wanda and Vision. Yeah. And not to mention the Wanda. movie is is the Doctor Strange and yeah. Wanda. Doctor Strange in the multiverse is the movie. Right. That's my bad. Correct. Yeah. Um, but Disney Plus is gonna have some cool shit here pretty soon. Plus they got all those this I, they got Sandlot, they got Remember the Titans. I oh, dude, remember all those the Fox, Titans this morning. Dude, all those Hung Fox over. movies, 20th yeah. Century Fox, they own oh, all those movies. Invite me down to watch Wait, Miracle, you know like everything. I totally meant to ask Coach Goose what his favorite uh, movie lineman, who, who he would have picked oh, was. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, Lassick? Yeah, Louis Lassick. Louis Lassick, so baby. Man. Uh, yeah, I literally watched Remember the Titans on there this morning, and I was like, that's a good ask. I love Disney Plus. Not to Great mention movie. the big time Babel show that's coming to Disney Plus. Oh, I can't wait shit. for that one. <laughs> Plus, yeah, I think they're, they're probably going to bring in all their live action movies, too. 
Because they got Lady and the Tramp and Dumbo on there already. Well, those are the exclusives. Yeah, well, not no, Dumbo. Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp was. But I imagine got... Lion King will come yeah, on and Aladdin will come will, on will. here soon. So I don't know. I well, I, was, I don't know how long because they, they want to make money on the DVD sales and they want to make money on the theater sales. So, so they're not going to go really hold that off. quick. Yeah, they'll hold off. But It'll be eventually get there. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'd say, it's say that we're a Star Wars podcast for sure. <laughs> minus, yeah, well, minus, minus the guy who just said that for sure, definitely. And I was just watching Rogue One. I wanted to put on like I was put on Rogue One, dude. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie it's since really it's since the the original six. Like the like I'll say the original, original six. People are like the original six three. movies that came before it. No, like <laughs> since the five or six movies they've done. From like the past ten years, Rogue One is by far and away the best. Rogue One's great, dude. That movie is so good. Hundred percent. Quick, quick question: What order do you watch the Star Wars movies in? Do you one, go one through six? You go one through six. You uh-huh. don't go four, five, six. One, I go two, three. one through six. Chronologically, that's is stupid. There, are you talking like, about chronologically or like? I'm going chronological. You I'm watch, going chronological. You watch four, five, yeah, six. Like then four, you five, skip. Six, yeah, no shit. Three. That's the theatrical rules. Then you never watch like one, two, and three rules. because they're garbage. Well, oh, okay. Oh, hold on. Three is okay. They are very important. And three is an incredible movie. They're not that. You see, you see, three is very good. It's great. I do. Dude, you need to rewatch like three. Three is great. In it, that's yeah. the best one. Dude, three is great. He loses his so legs. Ri- for what you should do is one, two, three, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that's like that's how you should do it. And then Solo is probably between. Uh, I don't know. Solo's Solo. No, you should go one, two, three, Rogue One, Solo. Or you could do Solo one, two, three, Rogue One. It don't really matter, I guess. <laughs> It don't matter. So I I like to watch four or five six. Then dude, one, two, Corey, I like, dude, I like Rock it. Corey just said the one, two, and three are garbage movies. Get out! Give me a break here, man. They're they're not. You're, they you're, they're not up, as good. They don't they hold up to four, six. five, six. I a hundred percent. If I had, if I, they if, hold up better was, than four, five, six. If I was, six. if I was kidnapped and they you know forced what? me to watch either one, two, three, or four, five, six. Over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, well, you probably take four, five, four six. five, six. But it doesn't mean one, two, That's and three true, are just garbage movies you can just gloss over. I would say the worst out of them is one. Two no. two's all right. One, three, I love three's good, though. One, I like three. One's good because uh, Liam Neeson. Well, you do got Liam and, Neeson. And it, you have the speed pods, which are so oh, cool, dude. Yeah, that's when such they a do, cool when sequence when they're racing. racing thing, that oh, man, that's cool. such a cool sequence. That's like... I don't know. That's the coolest part about that movie. But two I think with all two like the is clones, the worst because that's all like the clones. It's the Clone Wars. Yeah. The I don't ending like, of the ending of two. Is I don't like one, two, three though. because three's three's yeah. definitely. I don't like three's. I don't great. like one, two, three's three's because movie. I get too deep into the conspiracy that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Darth Sith. <laughs> And it's just too much for me to watch those movies because he. I've seen that. I've read that. He, yeah. You watch the movies after you read well, that. He is a hundred percent a Sith Lord. After three, you look at three. No, and even you number watch one, him, like he like uh, acts he's not like a in fool. one. He's in two or two. He, he acts like two. a fool in two, and but he's like killing all these guards all of a sudden. He like, like disappears. stupidly killing yeah, them. Like, freaking, yeah, like with his like, foot like, when he stuff. kills all those droids. Yeah, like, put that fucking rolling thing yeah. or whatever. They jump he's like, and stuff. He's you, all you read away. the conspiracy theories and then watch the movies and you're like, this doesn't add up. And then I don't like it because it's unsettling. I mean, I, I because just they never closed. Out, they so. never closed that loop. They never <laughs> closed Jar Jar ever. In three, they should have closed Jar Jar. Like he's working with. 
He's working with Palpatine. It's still at the end of three. Still Time open. out. Let's bring it back though. Ah, Ewan McGregor is gonna have a freaking series. Obi Wan series. Oh my god, oh, it's gonna be great. And you know what so I heard? Great. The craziest thing about that that I heard was Ewan McGregor knew about this for five years. He knew he was gonna do an Obi Wan series, but he couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Oh my and this, this is what somebody said on Reddit. Somebody said, Hayden Christensen, I bet, knows now that he's going to get his own series, too. With a fucking... With a, with a goddamn Anakin series. That would be pretty cool. Dude, oh how cool God. would that be? It's just but how cool so you know would they that had, be? You know how they had the Clone Wars animated show on Cartoon Network? Yeah. They should just do yeah. a live-action Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Well, that'd be yeah, so... That would make, dude, so that would sad. cost so much money. Dude, I don't want to like be a spoiler alert, but... like. This new Mandalorian show, I heard the Mandalorian, heard and I think it's like spoiling and Ray. So like they have a kid, but then when he gets older, like he doesn't know who his parents are. So then one time Ray's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm your." What are you I'm reading about the I'm Mandalorian? Your I'm your mom. When you're not a fan. She's like, "I'm your mom," and I'm like, "Well, that's a fucking." When crazy do you think twist. the Mandalorian because takes place? That's at. never happened in Star Wars before. So you, I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, I was this deep kid. into like Reddit Gold. I was in deep in Reddit Gold Plus, and I was like, "That's a fucking spoiler." All right, dude, um, you have no idea what you're even talking about. Go ahead, close this thing down. We uh, can all agree Disney Plus is great. Disney Plus is good. I I think everybody I'm should spend. Seven dollars a month, yeah, for Disney Plus. Seven dollars a month, and that's what you get. And if you want more, you can get Hulu as well as ESPN Plus for thirteen dollars a month. Yeah, so seven or thirteen. We're not sponsored. I'm just giving the. I'm giving. Yo, I'm giving the listeners options. I'm not. I'm reporting. I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy Disney Plus though. Let's let's go ahead and close it down. Let's kick people kick people out here. Been a good time. So, Corey, where, where did they find you? They find me at the old uh, Rock Corey 9 on Twitter, Rock Corey Photos, Insta, Rock Corey on the gaming consoles. I'm hot in the streets, folks. Scotty, where they find you? You can find me at the Goodlum you doing your on Jar-Jar, Instagram. Your Jar Jar The Goodlum one? Am I the Goodlum one? The Goodlum uh, one, maybe? The Goodlum one at Instagram.com. Twitter, I'm also at the EllusiveSP.com. Maybe is it dot .org? I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, man. Where can they find you? Find me on the old uh, bird feed, CPTN, caveman12. Bird sp- feed. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, That's Cordy, is basically it. Go uh, ahead, Court. Cordy Morris, the gram, the tweeter. Let's go. Check out old uh, Goose. We got him labeled in the description of this podcast. I think so. it's at Coach Sone Maker. Sona Maker. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, you said it weird. Uh, and goes. then also, uh, Big Time Babble 9, Twitter, Big Time Babble, Insta.com. Um, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, review. His with a five star. We'll read it on the air. We know we've had so many come in, we haven't been able to pick. So maybe if yours is really good, we'll read yours out. But other than that, I think this bar's closed. Yeah, close our own down. Closing time. Closing time Open all the doors And let you out Into the Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl.
closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay Go out to the places you will